0: Hey everybody, this is Nick. Uh, Just jumping in here real quick before we get today's episode started. Want to give you some updates on some changes to the podcast. We're going to be moving from a bi-weekly show to a monthly show. Sorry if that bums anyone out. It's just that since the world has opened, our jobs, responsibilities, et cetera, have gotten a little crazy as well. And we just want to make sure that we're not burning out here. We want to keep the show easy, breezy, fun for everybody, including you. And we thank all of you who have been listening to us. Uh, We know we got some regular listeners and we do appreciate you tuning in every two weeks and we hope that you'll continue to tune in every month. So basically uh, look out for new episodes first Friday of the month starting with this episode. So the next one will be out early December. I'm not going to tell you what that is because that is John's job at the end of the episode as you well know. And with all of that said I'm going to stop talking and let me from when we recorded the episode start talking. So enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when Millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from the Teenagers with Attitude capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. And joining me here in the City of Angels is my co-host, Jules. Jules, how you doing today?
1: I've been freeing intergalactic sorcerers and running away. <laughs> And you didn't
0: invite us to help. <laughs> uh, and joining us from the collection of freakish monsters baked in a monster elf wizard's oven of Southern California, the Inland Empire, is my other co-host, John.
2: John, what's happening? I'm circumventing rush hour traffic with my flying penny farthing. <laughs> <laughs> in
1: case you're wondering listener john is speaking but the uh but the adr is completely out of sync you guys don't see it it's my special
2: superpower yeah (laughs) (laughs) my mouth and my voice don't sync. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh god well before we talk about what the fuck any of that means uh, if you like what's here today please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button also be sure to share the show with anyone you think might like to listen as well so we watched the 1993 kids show power rangers
1: mighty morphin
0: power rangers excuse me mighty yes. morphin power yes. rangers they they do morph mightily
1: apparently the title mighty morphin was banned in indonesia because it was like street slang for a kind of drug Oh <laughs> god! <gosh. laughs> this isn't just your regular
2: morphine it's mighty no. morphine
1: <laughs>
0: well with mighty morphine in mind john how would you tell someone you watched mighty morphin power rangers without using the title
2: I had an amazing acid trip that involved a live action Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard those are the best acid trips.
1: <laughs> they are mighty.
0: And Jules, if the producers had asked you to come up with a different title for this kid's show, what would it be?
1: Teen Tight Pants Go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shit, I think we can let Julian go home on that Yeah, one. Julian, <laughs> Julian, that's a wrap on Julian. He is,
0: He's won the episode. You just won. Turned early on. Jesus. <laughs> he won the episode. Got that W. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> this show, holy fuck. If there was ever a show that, like, defied my childhood in so many ways, it is... It's Power Rangers. I don't know if it was a big thing over in England, but...
1: Oh, it was huge. It was huge, especially for me. Like, I mean, Power Rangers was my everything when I was a kid. It was, at least until I discovered Dragon Ball Z. For the most part, it was the martial arts, the sorcery, the giant robots, finding monsters. Honestly, you put those things in anything, and I was going to be your audience. Uh, I also remember at no point recreating or even pretending to recreate the martial arts despite the warning that they always put (laughs) before the episode. These are trained martial artists. Don't try to do it at home. Now, was that really a thing or just government alarmist bullshit?
0: I think that was government alarmist bullshit because I have zero recollection of that being... They put
1: it before every single episode and at the end. It was like they were so scared of eight-year-old kids... I mean, the saying is monkey see, monkey do. Are we really all monkeys or do obnoxious government bureaucrats just assume that? (laughs)
0: um it's not just government bureaucrats uh when i get to my my story i will i will explain
1: i mean i know that when i played super mario brothers it led me to jumping up and smacking my head against bricks eating mushrooms and attempting to fly with nothing but a strap-on fairy tale but (laughs) you know are those really connected (laughs) could be a coincidence mario
0: punches
2: the bricks damn it He also donkey punches Yoshi to get him to eat stuff. You can see that too. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, Super Mario World. He totally punches Yoshi in the back of the head.
1: But you know what? I was just so happy I got to rewatch it. You know, I thought this was going to be a stark reminder of how dumb I was as a kid, you know, how terrible the story was, and that it was unsettling, creepy, and about as well aged as a slimy pork chop left in the sun for 83 days.
2: And you turned out to be absolutely
1: right. I was so surprised to discover that it was so much worse. <laughs> this is the show that we <laughs> made this podcast for. It is absolutely the epitome of what Millennial Rewind is for. We have a purpose. Oh my God.
0: A uh, fucking
2: greed. Oh God. Yeah, we got to do more kids' shows between like this and Postman Pat and G.I. Joe. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: So, John, I don't think you were necessarily in the target audience when this came
2: out, but you must have been very, very aware of it. Oh, yeah. I watched the first couple seasons. By the time they got that, they filtered out like a few of the Rangers that was kind of trailing off then. And that was pretty early on. But, yeah, I watched the hell out of it. We go home from school, watch Power Rangers. And then the next day, like at recess at school, would kind of reenact episodes. so, you know, it was like me and three or four other three or four other kids. So someone would be the monster, you know, of course. And um, we didn't really care. We didn't. There wasn't a like this person's Jason and I'm always so and so and whatever. You know, if it was a Kimberly episode, someone got to be Kimberly. No one gave a shit. It was awesome. So you did reenact it. Yeah, we, we were out on the playground running around and pretend imagination fighting putties that weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was halfway through the, that school year that we moved from Tennessee to Indiana. And so Power Rangers was how I made new friends up there. It was uh, absolutely something that I was into. And I was super fucking jealous of everyone who had the toys, and I didn't uh well you would have been jealous of me because i
0: absolutely had the toys i was really into it um i had all the not all of them but i had a decent number of the action figures i remember there was this one action type of action figure i didn't have it personally but friends of mine had it where you like pushed a button and the head would rotate in and out of the chest it had two heads i remember those
2: it had like the regular head and then with their helmet on exactly
3: yeah
1: I mean they estimated that this, you know, even early on was worth in the region of a billion dollars this franchise. Jesus. I mean, I definitely contributed, which uh, which yeah, me too, which is why I was so shocked and, you know, when I found out that the actors were so horrendously underpaid.
0: Oh, yeah, they were apparently like non-union. Um the guy who played Billy was apparently, you know, bullied for being gay. Oh, that
1: w- I was going to get onto that, but Austin St. John, the lead after he left the show was became homeless he did what and... they say they were they were averaging something like sixty thousand dollars per year for a billion dollar franchise show
2: i remember he became a fireman so you could literally
1: get rescued by the red ranger <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sound pretty cool.
0: He also apparently allegedly is been charged with defrauding the government during COVID. He got like a PPP loan, allegedly under fraudulent conditions or something along those lines. I read somewhere. But getting back to the toys I had real quick. The best Power Rangers toy that I had was I had a complete Megazord. As in each individual dinosaur that morphed into
1: Megazord itself. That was childhood gold dust. It was hands down one of my favorite books. That is. That is how you declare yourself a king in the playground. I was
0: definitely cool. not allowed to take that outside the house. Uh, I think I mean, it was, <laughs> we bought it at a toy store that was a couple blocks. I was living in New York at the time a couple blocks down. But you know, speaking of government warnings and monkey see monkey do, I was eventually not allowed to watch Power Rangers because I was apparently being too rambunctious and doing the karate stuff and my mom was just like, nope, it's you're not allowed to watch it anymore. So like, I would have to watch it secretly at friends' houses and I was very scared of defying my mother so they put it on i'm like guys i'm not allowed to watch it's like dude your mom's not here just shut up and watch the fucking power
1: Rangers. so there was some evidence of recreating the show god damn it you guys you tried to pretend
2: like there wasn't there, I I didn't <laughs> you personally experienced it <laughs> i didn't pretend otherwise we flat out did it at school we just didn't do it at home so uh... technically we did follow the warning <laughs> yep
0: didn't try it at home nope i just remember i always wanted to be a power ranger for halloween and they had the halloween costume you know because you know the catalogs pre-internet right you you know order your your costume from but they were never because i was such a weirdly perfectionist kid they were never good enough because you got the the jumpsuit but the helmet wasn't a full helmet it was just a front plastic. it was just the shitty
2: plastic halloween mask yeah
0: yeah so it wasn't even like a full head like, no, that's stupid. Uh, I'm gonna get a different costume. But I did some research recently, and if you have like around a thousand dollars, there's a company in Indonesia that will make you a custom Power Ranger outfit with a full proper
1: helmet. But Mighty Morphin can't appear anywhere on that suit, I imagine, right?
0: Definitely not. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine this is an, a licensed product, but you know, all I'm gonna say, guys, is it is my birthday in a few months. Just just take that, you know, take do with that what you will.
1: I'm going to get you a perfect replica and the shitty helmet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I was gonna say that we uh we had discussed with Toy Story doing our our trio for next Ren fair, but maybe Power Rangers instead exactly. I love <laughs> the
1: idea of us three going to a Ren fair dressed as power Rangers it's the
2: It's the perfect day out last time I went there was um Maui for Moana showed up. <laughs> Dude, walking around. His, his fucking hook was like seven feet. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. he was,
1: was going up to every booth and just being, let's power up. <laughs> <laughs> it's morphin' time.
0: <laughs> Start chowing down on a turkey like, it's gorgin' time. <laughs> the origins of this, not even American. This is adapted from a not Japanese quite, yeah. not quite it's it's adapted from a Japanese show called Super Sentai and basically uh, a producer called Haim Saban who got very rich off of this very wealthy, he, guy. Very, very wealthy dumb. guy. He got the rights to use footage from the show, the, the Japanese show, and then shot really inexpensive scenes in America to adapt it to an American audience, and would you know alternate between the stuff he bought from Japan and the
2: scenes he underpaid
1: these actors
2: for. Yeah, they just cobbled this stuff together. It was oh my god, it's so bad.
1: The stuff he got from the dime costume store, the lens flaring, the atrocious maddening sound effects oh my
2: God. <laughs> whatever <laughs> do you mean sir <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that. We will get to that. Oh, we will absolutely get to that. (laughs)
3: Oh,
2: I know how I'm dressing for Renfair now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. Uh,
1: But we do have to mention the horrible incident with David Yost, the Blue Ranger. Yeah, uh, explain. It was basically, he was interviewed about his time with the show, and uh, he claimed that the crew were so horrendously homophobic and yelling so many slurs at him that... uh, he went. He tried conversion therapy, Jesus. Um, and was oh, driven wow. to thought driven to thoughts of suicide. And apparently, he was told by staff that he couldn't be a superhero because of his homosexuality. What the. F- fuck. Yeah, after this happened, one of the producers, this is not Haim Saban, this was a different one, but he went on an interview and got horrendously criticized for what he said on the interview, which was that David Yost was a douchebag and everyone hated working with him. It was like he tried a post-blacklist douchey move. I mean, considering this guy was the only member of the original cast to last as long as he did, makes me think that this guy probably took a lot of shit for a lot of years.
2: So yeah, he was on the show a long time.
1: Yeah, he was the last member of the original cast, which makes it hard to believe that he he could have been that much of an asshole. Because why would you keep working with an asshole like that? But even if he was an asshole, because he's worth it, probably because of conversion therapy and you know thoughts of suicide. I mean, I imagine I would be an asshole if yeah. I mean, as a defense mechanism, for sure. But regardless, you know, because these are all allegations. It's it's got a horrendous. (laughs) A really horrendous history of mistreating the cast. But yeah, so this is the shocking revelation that some Hollywood producers are morally questionable and only care about money. That really threw me for a loop. Whoa, whoa,
0: (laughs) whoa. You know, I heard rumors. I
2: just didn't want to believe them.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to
2: need you to cite your sources, sir. (laughs) These are are very bold accusations. They are paragons of our society, sir. (laughs) Paragons. Paragons, I say. We also
0: have to talk about the tragic death of Toy Tran. I think I'm pronouncing that her first name. That well, was
2: suicide uh, wasn't it? I think
0: I heard it was. Suicide. No, it wasn't. It was a horrendous car accident. So mm-hmm. driving back from either a wedding, she was supposed to be like the maid of honor at a friend's wedding, uh was in a car with some friends leaving either like um the rehearsal dinner or something and they hit a rough patch of road on the highway on the I5 and just car flipped. She she died on the way to the hospital afterwards. Like everyone else, oh. like people were injured. One of them, I think one of the other passengers became a quadriplegic, but she was the one who died at 27. Damn. Yeah. There was outrage about the new the the latest movie that came out, the reboot in like 2017. They advertised the Yellow Ranger, the the, the, the slogan underneath, like, doesn't need driver's ed or something like that. And people were like, Are you fucking kidding Whoa. me given how Dwayne Trag died? The fuck are you doing? Jeez. Oh. I missed that,
2: that part of the promotion. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: Driver's Z not required. Something like that. Something referring to Driver's Z that was in way poor taste given the history of the, the actress who originally play, played the character. Oh, that's weird. weird. God.
2: That movie was surprisingly fun.
0: I did not see did it. did not me. do what? I didn't see it either. It looked meh. I'm glad it was fun, but it didn't do particularly well, so I think that's why we did not get a sequel.
1: I think it's because we have now quality superhero stories out there. This was like the... OG, Doctor Who... <laughs> Approach to superheroes.
2: <laughs> yeah, made for $5 and a wish. It was, it, yeah, the new movie was kind of weird. It was a little bit Breakfast Club. They literally met in Saturday Detention. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, you
1: forget about this movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> for the most part, it was pretty grounded but fun. And then Rita was just over the top ridiculous and just uh, so much Krispy Kreme. Like the thing that Rita is after to help like get full power or whatever is buried beneath the Krispy Kreme. It is a focal point of the story. (laughs) 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 Which I would normally hate that kind of product placement shit, but it's Power Rangers, so I'm weirdly cool with it. (laughs) Honestly, not the tackiest thing in this
0: franchise. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. uh, (laughs) Definitely not. right, so we have some bad lip syncing to get to, so We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to start breaking down the pilot episode of Power Rangers.
1: How did you say that without moving your lips?
3: Alpha, Rita's escaped. Oh, no, Zordon. What do we do? I need you to recruit five teenagers with attitude and then dress them up in the provided spandex outfits. Okay, five. Wait, what? Zordon, that seems really inappropriate. Not at all, Alpha. It is... uh... for the good of the... universe. Finally, we need to watch through this crystal ball. This way, we shall be able to monitor their progress and see them fight and sweat and groan.
0: Oh boy, haven't we been through this already, Zordon? You kind of have a shady
3: history. You were banned from that high school. That was totally bogus. I was simply telling the teenagers to work out. That way they would be ready for an incursion of evil sorceresses. Then why were you smelling their shoes? I was testing their DNA to see if they would align with the morphing grid to be able to become the Power Rangers. But they got a restraining order against you, Zordon. I still think that teenager's mom was overreacting. When I asked her son how he'd feel if he had the power of a dinosaur inside him, it was a totally legit question.
0: Okay, I'm just going to come out and ask this. Why, teenager
3: Zordon? Why? Simple, Alpha. Because attitude. Ay-ay-ay. I'm going to go find the cops, Zordon. No, Alpha. Wait. No!
0: Why do I always work with sex offenders? (laughs) Ay-ay-ay. (laughs) and we're back uh we're gonna start off with the pilot episode called day of the dumpster and all i'm gonna say about the intro (laughs) to this we got to talk about the intro to this series real quick oh my god this song fucking slaps
1: It does. I love this song so much.
0: Look, I think everything we remember fondly about Power Rangers, at least before we rewatched it, was the song and just awesome dinosaur bots. I think we just forgot everything else.
1: I mean, with the exception of the singing, this sort of opening guitar riff in the song would have suited Mad Max Fury Road. You know, the guy on the hot rod with the electric flamethrower guitar. That is the kind of song It's so it's...
2: awesome. Go, go, Thomas Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> go, go,
0: Thomas Hardy. You mighty morphin' Thomas Hardy. Actually, that would, be, that
1: would be a good description of everything else that goes into the song intro. You know, the story that they try to set up, you know, you could almost hear someone yelling, mediocre! <laughs> and also I love how the lines the intro
0: like sets up the premise of the show, right? Like reader, Repulsa yeah. comes like, "Ah, after 10,000 years, time to
2: conquer Earth." And it's not the same lines in the episode where these things happen. Not it's, even a oh little. Oh my god. Oh my God, it's great!
1: I love the idea that said after ten thousand years I'm free. First, I'm gonna take a shower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just whipped up some chili, <laughs> and then scene, you get to do both at the same time. I whipped up some chili, you get shower, have a little bite. It's
1: good. And the yeah, Zordon's hub is clearly clearly he used the same contractors as Jabba the
2: Hutt.
0: <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: About round buildings, just (laughs) cylindrical things. You think he's compensating for something (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his lack of a body. (laughs) Seriously, he's just a floaty head in a tube. Does his again, mouth though, even
1: move? He
0: just. Kinda... I
1: don't think so. Don't know. But his line is: "It has to be one of my favorite sentences in any TV show ever." Readers escaped. Recruit a team of teenagers with attitude.
2: Teenagers with attitude. Where are you going to find those? <laughs> well, definitely not in the show, as we'll see. But <laughs> <laughs> seriously, how did they not recruit Balkan Skull? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: But the whole thing, you know, the entire premise is based on the fact that they need teenagers with attitude to save the world, and no one ever will ever come to this conclusion. It is just no. the- <laughs> the least
0: useful humans on planet Earth are teenagers with attitude and I rank them below newborns.
2: (laughs) Fucking useless creatures. Kimberly's got a bit of attitude, at least in the in this first episode. A little bit. She's kind of got the, like, you know, the valley girl, like, oh, yeah. my God, my hair, this helmet. Like, and, like, oh, my God, this is, like, so weird, you guys.
0: OMG, yeah. OMG. Yeah. yeah, you know that, like, if, like, Kimberly, if she were, like, you know, a teen today, is just using all the emojis in TikTok.
2: She would speak an emoji. Yeah. As we'll find
1: out, she is there for her wisdom. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So anyways, I mean, the intro, other than the song slapping and the the lines and not matching with the lines in the actual episode, you know, you see Zords, which are awesome. You see split screens introducing the cast members. And then we end on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers logo, which is just crazy early 90s styled. Like, wow. So we're going to open up this episode on a space shuttle landing on Tatooine. Sorry, I mean Mars, I think.
2: (laughs) How is this Mars or the moon or anything? reasons Ow.
1: john reasons uh, th- this yeah a-, a lot of this is
2: because reasons
1: <laughs> and they couldn't even afford decent space helmets it's just like placed on there <laughs> You can see their necks through the side.
0: oh my god <laughs> yeah well apparently japan is going to be the first to mars like that's because these are definitely japanese dudes in these they suits.
1: did not break a five dollar bill when they went to the costume store
0: Oh no, no. They got they got this at the dumpster behind the <laughs> costume store. That's where they got these. So they see what they refer to as a space dumpster.
1: Well, first they say, ooh, shiny, and they run towards something. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, the shiny thing <laughs> being some like ruby in the center of the the the, the 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 manhole cover covering this dumpster circular thing. It's not a dumpster.
1: It's not a dumpster. It's a jewel-crusted stone bowl.
2: Yeah, what else would you expect a space dumpster to look like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> My point is why they go to the conclusion
2: of dumpster. Apparently, that's what it is. They recognize it for what it is. So space travel <laughs> is advanced enough that we easily go to other celestial bodies <laughs> and are aware of, well, architecture's not the right word, but yeah, it's Design. like common. It's common for a space dumpster to exist. So what do you do when you come across a random dumpster? Uh, just
0: open it up without any investigation. I think that's the best way to...
2: Goddamn right. You don't know what people threw
1: away. There could be something awesome in there. Seriously, stupid Pandora reflex. That... <laughs> I think that was the name of the space shuttle. The uh...
0: <laughs> Stupid Pandora reflex? Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> And this releases the 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 sorceress Rita Repulsa and her various anthropomorphic creature goons. So Babu, the kind of like blue monkey one, helps Rita out of the dumpster. Explain to me, guys, how do you step into a puddle
2: in the middle of the desert? Right! <laughs> On another planet? Yeah. That said, I live in the desert and we have horrible mosquitoes. I don't understand it. Uh, because you live in the <laughs> asshole of the country. <laughs>
1: Oh, poor John, poor <laughs>
0: Yes,
2: it's very poor. So
0: Rita's like, hey, you know, you're invited to my coming out party where I'm going to destroy the nearest planet, which is Earth, which looks way too fucking close if this I is see, Mars. That's
2: why, I, that's why this can't be Mars.
1: I mean, my note here is, boy, it feels great to drop pointless exposition clunkily. Uh, my note here is Rita repulses an LGBTQ icon
0: confirmed. She's gonna have a coming out party.
2: They... She's gonna destroy Earth by dyeing all the water pink for her gender reveal. <laughs> but this is the
1: beginning of the moment where we discover somehow they couldn't get the ADR right for the crazy puppets that basically have mouth open and mouth closed, as well as Rita.
2: When that even happens! <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, but here's the thing: Rita
0: is a Japanese actress. I mean, obviously, the lady who dubs her over is American, but right. yeah, she's like R- Rita, the like the 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 physical actress is speaking Japanese, and clearly the 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 monsters are opening and flapping their mouths based off of a Japanese cadence, probably, which is why none of this syncs up ever.
1: Bella Lugosi couldn't speak English; she had to be given the script phonetically, and they still managed to get the sound right in that ancient dracula movie there is no excuse
2: i'm not sure what you're getting at they took other footage and dubbed it where where are they supposed to sync up properly i mean other than the fact where like she'll just kind of be standing there grinning and you hear like (laughs) (laughs) i mean that kind of shit i see your point absolutely or um what the fuck's his name the light blue one squad his voice happens if he just shakes like enough (laughs) i'm not even sure his mouth operates to be honest
0: i blame the dubbing because look we have anime dubs right from japanese and they managed to make that shit seem synced up like
1: seamless yeah Yeah.
0: so i'm gonna say i'm gonna blame the dubbers and not whoever filmed because again as john said they bought footage and they right. repurposed it.
1: I do kind of want to shout out about the Rita Evil voice. She's she a fun villain voice. I love oh, yeah. this voice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now we're at the Angel Grove Youth Center, Angel Grove being the fictional city or town that the Power Rangers live in. And a radio DJ lets the illiterate among us know where we are. Like, welcome to Angel Grove Community Center. <laughs> like, oh, like that, like the sign said, my I dude?
1: Guess. I think we have a new life goal. We have to found Angel Grove Grove radio and we have to start DJing obvious statements of fact
2: angel grove radio
1: home of that cat the (laughs) turnip
0: oh hocus pocus episode reference uh so zach and jason uh who will eventually be the red and black ranger are dancing before we
1: get there i love how you know the first building we see is a youth center gym and juice bar um
2: I mean, what I, the fuck is this place?
1: I Seriously? love sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind.
4: Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's
2: that's fat fucking tastic. <laughs> I love how there's just a tiny restaurant like the juice bar is not just where you get some smoothies and shit. It's a full on restaurant right next to a really open floor with a few exercise machines along the
1: wall. We will find out that they don't just do juice. We that's we'll find what i'm saying out. so
0: we
2: it's, put a pin in it's that a yeah full, it's a full restaurant
1: run by a single individual
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes we we will meet ernie in a bit so zach and jason the future black and red rangers are dancing with each other sorry sparring with each other they're they're sparring definitely not dancing
1: well kimberly's on the balance beam and i'm pretty sure they reverse the shot possibly Oh really? her mm-hmm. so going back. It just looks so much like they just reversed the shot. Of her
4: going forward. <laughs> I may be
1: wrong. Don't 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 call this confirmed. It just looked really so much. Like I'm gonna look at true. this again. But at some point, like it, the, the 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 dance sparring
0: ends with Zach doing a flip, and I think the actual actor did it. That
1: was definitely not a stunt guy.
2: Yeah, all of these actors were were into like martial arts and gymnastics and stuff like that. Absolutely,
1: which makes it even more hard heartbreaking that you know they paid them so little when these are actually some remarkable production value i mean their acting is definitely not the highest level but what they could do physically i thought was quite impressive
0: oh yeah for sure except for trini who's doing some very slow tai chi
3: (laughs) so like the
0: the least impressive (laughs) yeah so Billy, the the nerd, comes in. He's wearing a gi and a headband, and he's super excited about his his first uh, flamenco. I mean, karate lesson. He's he's excited to learn karate.
1: Blue Ranger was always my favorite as a kid. The Blue because Ranger. I was a nerd.
2: nerd.
0: <laughs> I I always wanted to be Jason,
2: not Billy. All the way. It was Full mostly on nerd.
0: I um, I never cared for overalls though. <laughs> yeah. Very true. I just really love the Tyrannosaurus, and I like red. Oh, for sure. But we also get to meet the uh, the local bullies, uh, Bulk and Skull. These are the names they went with. Oh my god!
1: I remember the music that went with them even now. When we just decided to do this episode next, the uh, one of the major things I remember was the goofy music they had to introduce Bulk (laughs) and Skull. Yeah, their theme song is incredible and they are their costume is fantastic it's like they went into wardrobe and no one stopped them adding more <laughs> to <laughs> their costume <laughs> there's sunglasses indoors, leather jacket, blazer neck scarf and even when they do the karate lesson later they just, like, skulls
0: fingerless gloves cat. because why the fuck not yeah because they're Punks, I guess? Which is why
2: Bulk also has his tie-dye
0: shirt. <laughs> Look, let's not pretend that anyone involved in the production knew what the fuck the youths were do- actually doing. Let's not, <laughs> let's not pretend. This was made by 75-year-olds. This is what the kids wear, right?
2: Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Them and their rap singers.
2: Fun fact about Skull, this actor, he has a doctorate. Get the motherfucker out of here he's got a doctorate in theater and spent a decade as a professor in chicago that's awesome <laughs> oh, my god that's probably
0: a lot more lucrative than acting in power
1: rangers <laughs> the performance of this guy skull i swear he is like the guy from back to the future 2 who does the chicken sound effect and
2: <laughs> in biff's gang
1: <laughs> in biff's gang yes and the same with the laugh his laugh is so biff's gang
0: you are so biff gang (laughs) hashtag biff gang Uh, gang. so they go up to to Kimberly and Trini and they're like hey so when are we going on our double date and they're like no dude we're not going on a double date with you gross
2: (laughs) yeah seriously they're like fuck off
0: what the hell (laughs) and then Zach comes in he's like hey are these guys bothering you and they're like no we're 90s girls we got this basically tell Bulk and Skull to buzz off and then they try to physically assault them but are defeated by the girls' incredible powers of lightly touching their arms and letting the bullies flip on their own
2: onto their backs. You're using their strength and momentum against them. Um. As if either of these guys have any strength. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in
1: their defense, they were distracted by the car swerving off camera. What car swerving what? off camera? Oh, you're effects. just talking
2: about the sound of the weird oh, sound effects. Oh, the red of sound effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah.
1: They have a car swerving sound effect as they
2: spin onto the mat. I want to know where these crash mats came from. Yeah. They just materialized. (laughs) The balance beam is gone. There are now crash mats in the middle. The swerving car dropped it off. (laughs) Oh, there There we go. go. There you go. I normally say things like, makes as much sense as anything, but that makes more sense than anything that actually happens <laughs> in these episodes. Uh,
0: Ooh, I mean, trying to make sense in this fucking franchise is just an exercise in futility. Let's let's be honest here.
2: Yeah, like, how the fuck is there a evil lair on the moon all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, how is there an evil lair? Like, this happened really fast.
1: Uh, so it's not time to conquer Earth. It's time to build my
2: doom fortress. And it's time then to build my
1: tacky Vegas casino building
2: on the moon. Just it was miniaturized, and she brought it out of the dumpster with them, and then like just kind of added water, and it you know and it swelled up. <laughs> Yeah, it was a shrinky
0: dink of uh, of a building. Yeah. So she tells Finster, who's like the sheep elf glasses guy, whatever, who makes the monsters, tells him to make some putty patrollers. And Goldar, who's this like, what the fuck is he? He's got like wings. He's in I a gold don't suit. No, <laughs> like a dog ape thing. I have no idea. Red eyes. He's actually my favorite villain
1: after Rita. Yeah, he's pretty rad.
2: Until Lord Zed showed oh, up. Absolutely, Lord Zed, Zed, yes. Yes. Lord Zed yeah. was
1: pretty damn badass.
2: Fuck yeah, he had no skin. He was creepy as hell. Oh, he amazing. was so amazing.
0: Yeah, he he had a, definitely had a had a look to him. But Goldar, the flying monkey dog. uh, Agrees to lead (laughs) These putty patrollers Into battle Uh, So back at the youth center Kimberly and Trini Watch Billy take his first karate lesson uh, But he's not very good At this whole karate thing Gets disheartened But Jason's like Nah man look Even I was a beginner once But now I kick ass
1: And then he gets super impressed That Billy can memorize six words Yeah he does He's like What does karate teach you I'm pretty sure Orangutans can learn like 200 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah (laughs)
2: But he did it so quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, most students, you know, they get it on the fourth or fifth lesson, but you got it on the first. <laughs> Way to go, nerd geek! So, now, in case you were worried that Bulk and Skull were not going to be part of the episode still, <laughs> I was uh, so they worried, show
1: up.
2: Nick. You have so no worried. idea how
1: worried I was. I was in tears. <laughs>
2: well they're back so no, no i can't tears. wait for the panic attack he's gonna have in the next episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they come in in their geese you
0: know ready for a karate lesson jesus christ but they've also got their other shit on underneath they look like it's so weird the look is really weird like bulk has his fingerless leather gloves still on it's it's a look
2: skull is a hat and like a <laughs> denim vest like, he's a biker? Bulk, I mean. he's he, He's got a denim vest on over his gi. <laughs> Look, that is a
0: traditional outfit in a very particular samurai clan, so just, you know, he's, he's <laughs> respecting
1: the culture. And for some reason, a teenager is teaching the claws. Yes! He's
0: apparently so good at karate as a teenager that he can teach an entire class.
2: Of, like, mid-20 to early 30-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> Where in the hell... Is there an all-adult karate class of this size? No idea. At a fucking community youth center, no less.
1: This is something for us to discuss on the Angel Grove radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so Bulk and Skull, they, they, they want to
0: learn how to beat people up, and Skull manages to slide in a little racism, because he goes like, oh, oh, oh. But Jason says that martial arts isn't about hurting people, and you're right, Jason. It's really about making the people you punch in the face real, feel really good about themselves. <laughs> Damn right call it emotional support yes An emotional support fist. punch. <laughs> you, you gotta break them down to build them back up exactly i'm only doing this because i love you <laughs> 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 so much love so bulk doesn't want to like you know do any of this wussy not hurting people shit so jason offers to show him some and i'm putting this in big fucking air quotes advanced techniques. <laughs> advanced
2: techniques <laughs> like a
0: spinning jump kick like, just a regular kick. Just a, I'm gonna plant my one foot on the ground and kick up with my other foot. Advanced! Mr. Miyagi would be proud. I think Mr. Miyagi would be embarrassed.
2: <laughs> well, you saw how focused Billy had to be to do those, you know, slow-mo blocks. That's beginner shit right there. You can't move at speed until you're advanced. Well, he definitely can't attempt the
0: tornado kick, which is the the spinny kick you were mentioning, John. And this does not go well for Bulk, who is a he is a larger gentleman, uh, and he just placed plants under the ground because that was hard. Discredit to big guys everywhere. How
1: dare you? And Skull applauds him, so don't worry. He won't lose any. Oh, self-esteem. of course. Yeah. No. Despite the entire class laughing at him. Um... <laughs> Bulk and Skull
0: are absolute bros, man. They are BFFs. They're there for each other. They are hashtag friendship goals. Hells yeah. Class dismissed. Uh, so they're at the juice bar. And Billy, you know, doesn't know if he can has what it takes to do this karate thing. But others, others tell him, no, it's not about strength. It's about what's, you know, it's about using your mind. That's kind of true. You got to use your mind when you're memorizing six words. You do. Using other body parts does not work out well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the problem he didn't have enough mind left over to operate his <laughs> limbs <laughs> so this is where we meet ernie the
0: guy who runs the juice bar slash delicatessen slash whatever the fuck he feels like ice, cream, br- shop? ice cream shop as we'll see it late in the next episode i look i, I don't want to like tell people like what they have to look like to run certain places but we live in la there's a lot of juice bars. Gentlemen of his size do not run juice bars. It's always some like some health nut. Yeah, this is the youth center juice bar.
2: This isn't the one that's in the little strip mall, you know? Yeah, it's nowhere near as fancy. God, the neon signs everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so wonderfully
0: early 90s. So Ernie comes up, he's got a tray of juices in his hand, and he's like, who ordered the spinach juice? And I'm going to go ahead and answer you, Ernie. An insufferable asshole ordered the spinach juice. <laughs> That is who Uh-oh. ordered that. Trini. Yes. <laughs> Trinity, the insufferable asshole. God, these juice like listen, if you frequent a juice bar and like think they're gonna detox you, which is not a thing, and you order the kale spinach, whatever, you are an insufferable asshole.
2: <laughs> Just go away. All of the other juices have large amounts of whipped cream on top. As God intended, yes. I'm starting to think that you might have had
1: too many spinach smoothies, Nick, because you're quite bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does
0: explain a lot. They're (laughs) disgusting. And that's when an earthquake hits. You mean the camera (laughs) shakes? Yes, that's when the camera shaking hits.
2: (laughs) There's a little bit of, you know, side to side a la Star Trek action going on. (laughs) (laughs) And Ernie loses balance enough that Bulk gets, you know, smoothie milkshake all over him. And you know what that means. Peter Parker's not
1: far away. To oh, because of all? the, no, because the his fight with uh,
0: Flash in the hallway and Flash gets covered in food. Hey guys, so you know what's the best thing to do during an earthquake? Go for a light jog? Yes, go for a light jog outside, because nothing is going to come crashing down and crush you. And or actually, can.
2: no, it's it's more like host a fun run, because there's a shitload <laughs> of people doing this light <laughs> jogging. Jesus,
0: just <laughs> they come streaming out of the youth center. It's
2: ridiculous. <laughs> run towards the earthquake. You gotta run towards it. It's the last thing the earthquake will expect. First <laughs> <laughs> earthquake it's psychology. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> when you throw enough bodies at the earthquake, the hole fills up and stabilizes. <laughs> enough teenagers. No, no. The teenagers with attitude stayed inside where ductwork work is falling? So at the command
0: center, uh, the Power Rangers command center, Alpha 5, this little disc-headed robot, uh, is reacting to the big one like I will when SoCal gets hit by the big earthquake. By
2: which you mean that you're shuddering with your teddy bear? Yes. Why the fuck does Alpha have a teddy bear? Wait, he has a teddy bear? He has a teddy bear in this scene. Yeah, he yells, danger,
1: danger, danger, it's the big one. I mean, he perfectly executes my uh, sexy talk. It, it's really <laughs> Teddy bear and everything. There you go. Good to know. <laughs> John's expression was so good. So, Zordon, who's just
0: like this floating, giant, ethereal head, just somehow knows that it's Rita who's responsible for said earthquake.
2: Yeah, Zordon somehow knows that this isn't an earthquake. It's Rita, who's doing what at this point. By the way, you're a dumb kid, so don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you're a dumb kid, you're just
0: like, "Yep, Rita, totally cool." So Zordon tells Alpha to beam five overbearing and emotional <laughs> humans. <laughs> You know, the exact kind of people best equipped to save the world, you know.
1: I mean, as as bad as this show is, I swear it comes up with sentences that have never been spoken before.
2: That line is an absolute gem. <laughs> and Alpha shits himself in panic. Teenagers? Oh, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, my note here is Alpha 5 reacts to dealing with teenagers how I imagine Jules would. <laughs>
1: Very much so. He is, he is instantly my uh, my protagonist for this TV show.
2: <laughs> Alpha 5 is your spirit animal?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, I got to get that on a T-shirt. Or on a neon sign, actually. That would even be better. <laughs> ah, there you go. But I think Alpha gets his own back because he chooses these characters who have not been overbearing or emotional in any way whatsoever.
2: I don't think he does. He just pushes a button. There's no scanning no selection process nothing at all he walks over to the console does a little beep boop and somehow it plucks these five but the
0: best with this five getting plucked they're still in the shaky community center they happen to get into a very nice little formation right (laughs) and then they just kind of freeze and start looking around. Because, yes. And they're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This is too weird. Nothing is happening. There are no special effects going on. They just might have a little tingly feeling on the inside. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's
1: natural if you're a teenager, Nick. It's natural.
2: Okay. <laughs> and one of I'll them, I think up. it's Billy, is like, I don't think this is an earthquake. Really? The shaking ground and shit falling from the ceiling makes you think it's not? Yeah, what do you think it is, Billy? Seriously. So eventually, uh, the weird
0: feelings manifest into them getting beamed up to the Enterprise.
2: <laughs> Whoa! How dare you disparage OG Star Trek special effects like that? Exactly. All right, dare that, wasn't you, sir. that wasn't fair. That's, that wasn't fair. That they color cool. teleport
1: over over some weird colored cliffs. It's it, it's an absolute acid trip. It, it is. They just put. <laughs> it's they put a so semi-transparent
0: weird. purple layer over you know shots of landscapes as their three like five co- little color beam things just kind of fly away from us
1: it's ms
2: pac-man effects over absolute um... madness is what it is
0: <laughs> well anyways they, they they rematerialize in the the, the command center
2: and because Alpha's a dick, he has them rematerialized, you know, like about a foot and a half off the floor, so they still have to fall.
1: I mean, this is not s- so much a command center as it is Darth Vader's disco chamber. I think that's what <laughs> <I can> see.
0: <laughs> the Star Wars themed disco song I'm starts Han Solo,
4: playing. I'm <laughs> <Han> so <Solo>. I'm <laughs>
2: In one episode, Zach does have an emergency meeting where he has to go teach Alpha how to dance.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: I watched the first few episodes. I didn't just watch these two.
0: After watching the first, I'm like, nope, I'm doing the assignment and not a goddamn second more.
2: I went, I'm buying some alcohol and calling it a night. Let's do this.
0: So Billy is somehow impressed with this set that was built for, you know, 90 <laughs> cents and an IOU. <laughs> call, going so far as to call it Magnificent yeah and despite not knowing what the fuck anything is he just starts pushing buttons which is always smart
2: they're like where are we what is this place and he's like probably this control console tell us he just runs over and starts beep booping and so here's my question when alpha runs in to stop him does alpha trip or does billy somehow shut him down temporarily (laughs) i thought he
0: just tripped because you know they're like the the control consoles on a slightly elevated platform
2: i'm just saying. I think he hit the remote shutoff. <laughs> but Billy
0: helps him up, and he's like, huh, a fully sentient, multifunctional automaton.
1: And that's their word. Don't use that word, Billy. <laughs> there are also so many lens flares on Alpha. I'm pretty sure this is what inspired J.J. Abrams to a career. <laughs>
2: I particularly love Alpha's POV shot. This is the best video quality that 1992 CD-ROMs had to offer. (laughs) (laughs) And there's this weird little, like, because Alpha has, like, you know, the slit that he sees out of. So from his perspective, on, like, above and below the little visor slit, you see really shitty circuit
0: circuitry? Circuitry, yeah. So Zordon appears, uh, and they ask him, who and what is he? And he says, I'm an interdimensional being caught in a time warp. And that raises so many more questions than it answers, right?
1: Like, where's Frank <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what happens when you do the time warp again.
3: That, <laughs> yes, that's exactly where I went with it, too. <laughs>
2: That's why Alpha needs to learn how to dance. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all coming together. That's how you get Zordon out. That's how you set him free.
1: <laughs> John and I are doing the Charlie Day conspiracy board. It's wonderful. Yes, in
0: real time. I can see it through, the, through our video chat. They're
1: doing the Time Warp,
0: Mike. I hate the Time Warp. Is it just me or does Zordon look like he got kicked out of Limp Biscuit?
4: <laughs>
2: just the, the, the way his face looks. I really need Zordon to have a red hat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Alpha,
0: you know you'll be loving this shit right here, (laughs) L-I-M-P.
3: Biscuit is right here. (laughs) You did it all for the noogie. You keep morphing, morphing, (laughs) morphing. Keep morphing, morphing, (laughs) morphing.
4: (laughs) <laughs>
2: and then Kimberly's are like, "What? Keep morphing, 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 huh? Keep morphing, morphing." <laughs> <laughs> I think the parody video Where Zordon is doing lip biscuit. Yeah, I think we got to
0: make that, guys. We got to make that. That's to be done. Uh, Jesus. So he says, "Like, look, you, you, I've called you to save the world," and Zyke's like, "Yeah, right," and he's like, "Ah, a
3: non-believer." <laughs>
4: Great. what
3: what is that line ah a non-believer <laughs> oh he
1: gets so many great lines I mean he's, a few seconds later he gets behold the keys to your power
2: I just love when behold. Oh, yeah it, any, anyone who starts off phrases with behold <laughs> is, <laughs> it's amazing
0: well he tells them to go look at the, the viewing globe and we all know that globes are the best configuration for viewing video <laughs> footage so he starts, you know, explaining the premise of the world just in case, you know, you know, we need to get through this.
2: Yeah, it's the first episode, sure. It's
0: the first episode. We're going to have a little exposition dump here and he shows the footage of
2: Rita riding something, her flying penny farthing. Already? Yes. And Goldar's flying behind her.
0: I did not realize her penny farthing. Yep. <laughs> was featured in this. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, why does she ride a penny farthing? Fuck you, that's what they could
1: afford.
2: Because that's what they have on Mars slash the moon. <laughs> I
1: mean, it, it's so much more awkward in the second episode, but yes. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
2: what do you mean? What's what's awkward about penny farthings? <laughs> <laughs> penny
0: farthings. So Zordon explains that Rita Repulsa is an intergalactic sorceress who wants to destroy the Earth with her putty patrollers. This is a sentence
1: I've said in this lifetime. And as we'll find out, they have like eight of them.
0: Um,
2: Yep. Which which
1: is not going to destroy us. That's not going to conquer Luxembourg.
2: Well, you have to wait for the molds to cool down before you make more. See, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, Rita's problem is that she just keeps sending them as soon as they're baked. Yeah, you got to let them cool first, agreed. Well, no, I'm saying just amass an army first. Exactly. And then they could drop down out of portals, not even using parachutes, and totally take over the world with their (laughs) shitty martial arts. Wait, I feel like we've covered this before Yes, I'm pretty sure that was a combat combat of the mortal variety.
1: (laughs) So, Zorda tells
0: them that they're going to be an elite fighting force called the Power Rangers. And this is when their morphing thing, what the fuck do they call them? Morphers. The Power Morphers. Yeah, the Power Morphers appear on their crotches and don't don't make things appear on teenagers' crotches. Even if they are power morphers, just maybe put it in their hands. Did they come with new belts? Do they clip onto your pants? What the fuck? How do these things work? I don't know. And so he says, yeah, they draw on the power of dinosaurs. You know, those things that have been dead for millions of years and have been mostly replaced by rock as they turned into fossils slash became crude oil. Well, not dinosaurs, but like prehistoric life that preceded dinosaurs. Also... Two
2: of your dinosaurs are mammals. (laughs) Three-fifths of you will channel the power of dinosaurs,
0: who are also robots for some reason. This was the Power Rangers three-fifths compromise, okay? Wow.
1: I also love the description he gives because for each of them, like they they're given for their particular character traits. But my favorite is Kimberly because apparently she's wise.
2: Yeah, how? <laughs> I mean,
1: it should have Zordon should have said, "Kimberly, you are ditzy and dumb. You will command the Stegosaurus." That is that is what should
2: have
1: transpired here.
2: Well, Pterodactyl, because she's flighty. See,
1: come on, Zordon,
2: get it together. <laughs> And so you will pilot fighting
0: machines called Zords. And Zach says this a lot in the series. Like, I don't get it. Instead of being like, what the hell's a Zord? Or what do you mean by that? He's just like, I don't get it. I agree, Zach. I agree. (laughs) so yeah he tells them you know about the megazores and whatever and that's it like there's no training there's nothing it's just like you're gonna somehow instinctually know how to fucking pilot these giant robot dinosaur slash mammals
2: which work together as you work together what how the fuck do we ever know that they've worked together these people know each other that's all we know yeah we don't even know if they're friends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're supportive of Billy sucking at martial arts.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we know that Jason and Zach are dance partners,
1: So, but other than that... True, true. We, d- yeah. we, we have very little knowledge of these people. But also, Zordon is the kind of person who abducts five teenagers and gives them all handcrafted belt.
2: Yeah, and also, how the fuck does he know... <laughs> anything about these kids seriously alpha just summoned them with the press of a button because he's psychic yeah it's crazy um okay let's see if i can work this out while they were uh speed flying over the purple landscape um as their atoms were being rearranged you know here in the teleportation room the computers uploaded the information from them it took all the info from their bodies and their minds and everything
0: sure why not so zach is like look this is fucking stupid i'm i'm out of here and most are very much in agreement like this is fucking stupid we're out of here but jason he's kind of he kind of lingers a bit he's he's very intrigued at the thought of getting to lead the power rangers
2: and i guess these five are chosen ones because it's not like well let's take the power (laughs) morphers back and get us a few new specimens here alpha yeah they, they just let them leave with the power
0: morphers right and once they get outside, they're like, oh, fuck. We should ask them for a ride, right? This is going to be the long walk back. Uh, but we're already outside the building. We can't Seriously. go back in. That'd be awkward. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just yeah. keep walking. <laughs> through this wasteland.
2: <laughs> yeah, through the fucking desert. These mid-20-year-old teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the dude who was Jason was 19 when this started. So yeah, he, he was technically like the only- counts. He's the youngest out of all of them. But he looks the oldest. I know. Back on the moon, uh Rita has like
0: somehow watched all of this going on. So Finster put some turds in a mold to make some putty <laughs> controllers. He really does.
2: He really does.
1: God. And Ed- <laughs>
0: so remember this sequence guys because you're going to see this like putting shit in the Monstermatic the thing that turns the clay uh, sculptures into real things because you're going to see it a lot in this series they just <laughs> definitely recycle
1: this footage
2: yeah this show is king of reused footage it's through that
1: wrapped air duct it makes a clattering noise
2: mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and just the, the, the
0: factory whistles repeating themselves so as the teens walk through the desert they do. They Debate in terrible ADR about whether or not they should have (laughs) left. Like, wow, this ADR is bad like zach you hear zach keep talking but his mouth stops working stops moving, and
2: by bad you mean amazing and completes my life yeah, it's true i do feel very complete it is a wonder to behold so rita spots them and then sends down a
0: fireball from the moon which hits them and kills them instantly and then the show ends i i didn't I, I remember there being more episodes it was ambitious to end the show on the pilot bold choice yeah very bold yeah. yeah, I like it when producers are brave like that just kidding she fires one fireball thing and then um, the perspective here was really weird because it made me think that Rita shot from her wand like into the inside of her castle Um, but no she misses and so now it's time for them to fight some putties and uh, yeah you guys were making the noises earlier my note here is uh, need putty patrollers why not Zoidberg
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh
0: yeah, Zoidberg so from Futuraba. Space Sea Creature Gibberish. So fighting in quotation marks ensues. <laughs> And Zack gets some early 90s hip-hop beats during his, like, initial fighting sequence because black guy. (laughs) Kimberly gets snatched by two putties because girl. And then they all fall gently into each other. Yeah, they all fall gently into a pile, but Billy, before he joins the pile, like, he takes his glasses off and puts them in the front of his overalls because he thinks that's gonna help him fight slash protect his glasses.
1: Well, yeah, you gotta protect your glasses, man. Having corrected Vision in a fight is just cheating, honestly. (laughs) I mean, as we know from every Spielberg movie, you can't see anything without your glasses, so he inevitably gets his ass kicked.
2: Yeah, he he joins the pile of teenagers. Are you implying that Billy's vision is based on movement? (laughs) (laughs) And yet he is somehow incapable of smelling the putties? So Jason decides that now is the time... To give
0: the Power Morphers a try. And so despite the fact that Zordon very explicitly, when he was explaining how to use the Power Morphers, said to point them up point towards them up, the sky.
1: They point it forwards. Yes, they point it forward directly at camera. So these teenagers suck at Power rangering already.
2: already. Uh, they are on a hill or a small mountain of some sort. So even straight out ahead of them, there is sky. <laughs> sure why the fuck not i mean granted it's the same post they always do every single time no matter where they are
1: but yeah well why recycle eight shots when he can recycle 20
0: yeah we will see this morphing montage in every fucking
1: episode. but honestly i kind of forgive it because the song kicks in again oh the song just hear the guitars start riffing as well i'm just picturing slash on top of one of the mountains just rocking out
2: hell yeah I forgive it because of the amazing color coded lightning surrounding them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that conveniently
0: obscures their clothing so they look the same, and you're not like, oh shit, they're in a different outfit. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, they become the Power Rangers. And Alpha detects that they've metamorphosized or metamorphosed, whatever the fuck the word is. So instead of having them fight the putties that they were fighting in the desert, uh, decides to transport them to Tokyo. Sorry, I mean, Angel Grove.
2: I love how the setting just keeps shifting throughout this episode it's amazing
0: yeah into definitely not tokyo don't think about it uh to fight goldar yeah the song just continues to play it fuck it's a banger it's like everything i'm watching on screen sucks ass but it's still good because this song is amazing <laughs> So yeah, they have the, they fight the putties and kick their asses. The, the putties, like, they're just guys in gray jumpsuits with, me- with like, gray masks on that are kind of look weird. And these weird gloves. And
1: this is how Earth is going to be conquered.
2: Damn
0: right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from the moon, Rita's watching this, and she's really pissed that her shitty Easy Bake goons are shitty. Squat, the like the big blue dude, suggests that, uh, you know, she make Goldar big with her wand. And by the way, her wand is like this big fucking staff with a giant circular thing on top of it it's it's that's more than a
1: wand and she throws her wand into the earth now this happens quite a lot
2: it happens every fucking episode <laughs> oh.
1: exactly so so here's the question does she have to fly her penny farthing to earth every time to retrieve it or does she have just a pile of wands back at her doom fortress
2: mjolnir effect she just holds her hand out and waits for it to fly back to her
1: ah uh, of course yeah uh, that makes sense <laughs> But we never see that. (laughs) Oh, well, no, that would take budget. They could just
2: reverse the shot of her throwing it. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have reverse shot budget (laughs) (laughs) at all. They use that up on Kimberly's Gymnastics. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There are a few times where like someone will jump off of something and then they clearly reverse it and they somehow jump backwards like up onto a cliff face or something like that. It's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. So Goldar becomes Goldarzilla. And
0: God, the way they grow every single monster, it's just they shoot them from a low angle with a wide-angle lens. And they blow some steam. They blow some steam up at them, and the just whoever's in the, the costume just stands up and pretends to get big.
1: They vape in its <laughs> general direction. That's very yep. important.
0: And somehow the Power Rangers just
1: instinctually know how to summon their zords. They try to address this later with a, it just seems like we know what we're doing, which doesn't make sense, but that's the line they try to use to explain it.
0: Yeah, they're just like, oh my god, that, this is just like second nature. I'm just like driving my Zord." <laughs>
2: And the Zords come from all over the world? They come from different biomes.
1: It's fucking crazy. What is the carbon footprint of these Zords is my
0: question. (laughs) That's a great question. Is Megazord environmentally unfriendly? How much did Megazord contribute to
2: climate change? That's what we need to know. Does Megazord have different levels of emissions based on what size of hands it has at any given moment? Yeah, those are variable. It has variable head sizes. Whether or not it wants to punch something or grab something, it has two different hands.
1: (laughs) But yeah, we also get such beautiful lines that stand the test of time. The good guys are here! As they all get into their zords, they
0: all have to, like, say a line, which is just so lame. Including my favorite
1: from Kimberly, like, hey, nice stereo. stereo. (laughs) She's clearly wise.
0: Yes, very wise. Very <laughs> wise. Yeah. It takes wisdom to identify a stereo. We all
2: know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the fact that we are no longer in Tokyo. Where are we now? We're just looking around right the- <laughs> We're We're just in the random outdoors. It's not the desert mountains where we were fighting the putties earlier. We're not in the middle of the city. There's... Eh, It's kind of a forest, but not really.
0: It's whatever they could get from the Godzilla people. Because, yeah, it's just dudes in costumes pretending to be way bigger than they are. Because this is what Japan does. And does so gloriously, sir. So good. (laughs) Agreed. With too glorious effect. God, Jason starts yelling when he's in Power Ranger mode. Like, he's pretty soft-spoken when he's in human mode. He's like, come on, guys, we gotta fight the the monster, yeah! Like, massive tonal shift with Jason.
2: They all are a lot Louder and more excited. I think maybe they're trying to match the, like the the Japanese actors' movements because you can't see our faces, so we have to overemphasize all of our gestures sort of acting. And uh, yeah, we are treated to this incredible robot
1: versus monster fight. Seriously, worthy of Pacific Rim. You've got to watch it. So many sparks.
2: <laughs> so many sparks.
0: And for some reason, so like the, 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 the first mode when they connect is uh, like a heavy tank mode that rolls along the ground. Apparently, this doesn't do fuck all. So they got to transform into a guy without a weapon mode. Yes. And
2: I hope you like this footage because you're going to see it every fucking episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: you fucking are. If you didn't love it the first time, you will learn to love it.
2: (laughs) Along with the morphing sequence and Rita's wand traveling to Earth. (laughs) Yeah. A solid third of these episodes are exactly the same footage
0: (laughs) and john is barely exaggerating holy fuck so after getting their ass kicked for a bit uh jason summons a giant sword that he somehow knew somehow knows yes (laughs) yeah also where is the sword stored that it just comes out of the sky? Venus.
2: Sure, fuck it. <laughs> it's on the outside of the firmament and the little window opens so the sword can fall through.
0: No explanation is too ridiculous for this shit. <laughs> so Goldar chickens out, he just kind of phases teleports back to the
1: moon. Uh you might say He'll chunky chicken out. Yeah.
2: Foreshadowing. Get to the Is this enlargement spell like time base? And that's why he had to piece out of there because he's his regular size when he gets back to Moon Palace.
0: Yeah. I don't know how any of that works, but he he I think he just saw Megazord. And he's like, nope, not fucking with that.
2: Saw that big ass sword. I mean, there's no way that me with my sword could ever do anything up against that. Nope. Shit, they made the fight fair. I gotta get out of here.
1: Damn, these teenagers have attitude.
2: Yeah, when they're
0: shooting at me with guns, like, that's whatever. But now he's got a sword. That's some serious shit.
1: (laughs) It's a space sword.
2: I mean, damn.
1: It's true. I mean, it's the thing. It's still space swords and giant robots fighting monsters. It can be the worst production in the world, but that concept still entices you in. It's irritating. Well, Rita's
0: pissed off that Goldar chickened out, so she's got to go lie down because she has a headache. Uh, Rita having a headache because of her goons is going to be a recurring theme in this series. Oh my God. Not
1: tonight, honey. I have a headache. Shut up.
0: <laughs> so back at the command center uh, Zordown lays down the rules of being a Power Ranger. Uh probably sh- Oh, I love these rules. <laughs> probably should have like mentioned them before yeah, they left.
2: Now that they've had an adventure, didn't give them the rules before he sent five teenagers with attitude <laughs> out, you know, just for a walk with this newfound power. That they said they don't believe in.
1: And the rules are, never use your power for personal gain, like protecting the planet. You very much benefit personally from that. Never escalate the battle unless reader forces you to. So that's a rule where there's a caveat within the rule. And the third is, keep your identity secret, except to each other. These are bad rules.
2: They're terrible rules.
1: And you're telling them to teenagers, who of course are immediately going to try to break them.
2: I'm sorry, what kind of teenagers do you know, sir? (laughs) Kind with attitude. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> despite know. absolutely kicking ass just now, uh, Zach still doesn't think they're up for this. You know, they just got lucky. Uh, but Zordon says they got the right stuff, so they're in. Except for Kimberly. She's like, look, the suits are cool, but, you know, the helmet really messes with my hair. I- I'm not in. They're like, oh, no, Kimberly. And then she makes the most 90s fucking joke. Not. Jesus has Christ. Not
1: age well. But also, Zordon calls them as fine a group of superheroes there has ever been. And um, I I just can't with that statement. I mean, it's the cockiest of poppies, the most walloped of cods. It's just absolutely.
0: (laughs) Most walloped of (laughs) cods. To quote Ian Malcolm, that is one big pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then Alpha gets a circuit overload because...
1: Humor is hard to handle for a robot. No, he just has aggressive anxiety. He's the most identifiable character in that way. <laughs> yeah. And then, hands in, everybody Power Rangers. Oh, God, they freeze frame at the end.
2: They freeze frame oh, at the end! God, it's a freeze frame ending. Oh, my God.
1: Uh. And it's kind of poetic because these actors all got frozen out of what they deserve in terms of. <laughs> Residual compensation, yes. Yes, they absolutely did.
0: Well, anyways, my head hurts. (laughs) So I'm going to go lie down and take an aspirin. Uh, And then when we come back, we're going to break down our next episode, Big Sisters. (laughs) Oh, my
2: God. What the hell is that thing? (laughs) Hey, it's a putty. Why is it called a putty? Made out of clay. Which part? Well, the head. I I think maybe just the face? I don't know.
0: Okay, look, Jules, John, I don't think that's a good name for whatever the hell it is. You know, it just represents a small part of its body. I mean, do we call people nosies? Do we call rhinos hornies?
2: Do we call Arnold Schwarzenegger Botoxy?
1: Hey,
2: we are coming up with a name for you. So stay out of this for now, alright? Let's see. They're all gray. Is that a
0: thing? Gray guys? Gray dudes? Does that work?
2: Nah, it doesn't really
1: work. We don't know the sex. Tell me about it. They have blousing spandex. We could call them spandex blouses.
2: Oh my god, Jules. It's like you're not even trying.
1: Ah. God damn it, it's me,
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger again. I was choking on another chicken bone, and you fucks didn't help me again. You're such fucking assholes.
2: Oh, what
0: are the odds? Look at this, guys. Oh my gosh, Mr. Schwarzenegger, good to see you again. Hey, why aren't you wearing that, that face? This is my normal face now. The Botox hasn't been kind to me. Oh, that makes sense. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to the hospital now. And by the way, this is just reminding me that you three are the fucking
2: worst. Still a big fan. Can't wait to see you again.
0: Love the spandex. Fuck you. I hope you're killed by a chunky chicken.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Chunky chicken almost got the best of him, that's for sure.
0: And we're back. We're going to open up on the community center. Because where else would teenagers hang out? Um. Well, since we're trying to keep the locations uh, minimal,
4: <laughs>
0: always at the community center. So Zach and Jason are sparring. And Jason at some point asks Zach if he's ready right before he takes a swing at him. Like, are you ready for this punch?
2: <laughs>
0: That's how the best sparring goes. When you telegraph exactly what you're gonna do, so your opponent knows how they need to react. It's time to attack. <laughs> uh, so Kimberly and Trini are looking for someone called Maria, a little girl. They're they're being the big sisters too, like a big sister, little sister kind of program. Yeah, my note is they're
1: already abandoning kids. <laughs>
0: I think in this eh, case, the kids this is abandoned them. the kid them. ran off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about the our metaphorical implications here. So, we see a hand turning off a way-too-accessible hot water valve.
2: Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. This episode is almost a fever dream. It's starting right out the gate. I just... Oh, my God. I had multiple
0: seizures just watching this episode. It's... Ridiculous. I'm going to be saying some sentences I never expected to say in my lifetime. So a bunch of dudes come running out in their towels.
2: Yeah, because the locker room and the showers of the community center empty right into the restaurant-slash-workout facility? Well, you know
1: what I do whenever someone screws with the water and I'm in the shower is run stark naked
2: through a populated area. You know what I do while I'm in the shower? (laughs) Is I mistake shaving cream for shampoo. (laughs) As one does. We've all been there. The menthol gives you that tingling burn that lets you know it's working. <laughs> also, who knows? There might be dinosaur embryos in that can. Just saying. You always gotta check. You always gotta check your shaving cream for dinosaur embryos, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: who knows? It could even be a mastodon. <laughs> Find me at every drugstore just going through all it's, good. it's in one of them, I know it.
0: Just trying to
2: unscrew cans of cheese.
0: Sir, I'm gonna need you to step back from the barbasol. <laughs> and that's when we see that the the hand belongs to a twelve-year-old cross-dressing Toby Maguire. Sorry, I mean Maria. <laughs> Maria. Her name is Maria. It's the kid that Kimberly and Trinity we're looking for.
2: The
1: <laughs> story is not for the faint of heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. This girl had to solely have been cast due to the fact that they thought they could swap her out with the Japanese footage. Oh, easily. (laughs) I don't think they they dub her actual voiceover. They do dub her. Because I was going through the credits, of course, trying to find Baywatch connections, which there aren't somehow. I don't know how that happened. Let's not pretend this show rises to the level of Baywatch. (laughs) <laughs> That's too high a standard. You can. L- exactly, that. Jules. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but there is no credit whatsoever for this girl Really? And so I went to the Power Rangers wiki to look up Maria <laughs> And it lists that it is an unknown actress Who was dubbed over by the lady who would go on to predominantly dub um, Scorpina Recurring villain Scorpina That makes sense
0: I was listening to her like, this is not a child's voice
2: No, no, they absolutely
0: dubbed this child <laughs> Well, I'm glad you found that out because I was like, "That's definitely an adult pretending to be a kid."
4: (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) So on the moon, uh, Rita is talking to herself about how she wants to get those rascally Power Rangers, and then she's like, "Ah, I have an idea." Cut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sick of those do-gooders. I gotta find a way to get rid of them. And my note to that was how after these important messages. (laughs)
2: how i feel about boy bands but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah nick mentioned but very important on niblet sort of moment there with. oh my god (laughs) maria Maria.
0: all right so we're back at the community center really quick after that brief sojourn to space (laughs) Kimberly and Trini find Maria at the juice bar having the most whipped creamed of juices.
1: Oh, this is the beginning of the diabetes. What the
0: fuck, Ernie? Seriously. Also, there's like cocktail umbrellas in it and like a pineapple. I think
2: Ernie's (laughs) been day drinking. (laughs) What's going on?
0: (laughs) ernie does like pina coladas
1: <laughs> and because kimberly's so wise she says i'll be your friend no matter what you do that's what friends are all about now this is not our only tidbit of wisdom but uh, i'm gonna say it right now that uh if you guys commit cannibalistic cold-blooded murder i'm not gonna be your friend
2: well then you're not a true friend <laughs>
1: If you intentionally set my house on fire, I am not going to be your friend. If you watch the TV series Entourage for pleasure, I am not going to be your (laughs) friend. (laughs)
0: i hate to break it to you jules but there we did overlap as friends at a point in time when i did enjoy entourage for pleasure (laughs) you just didn't know about it i have
2: literally never seen that show
0: it does not age well honestly we should do it just because it is actually fucking terrible
1: (laughs) as a show i do enjoy just the kimberly that's what friends are all about it's just (laughs) yeah
2: so wise. (laughs) And really, like a miniature Buddha, <laughs> covered in hair, <laughs> covered in fur.
3: Yes.
0: The thing is, like, I the, the performances in the show are they're awful, but yes. I don't want to shit on the actors because they have less than nothing to work with. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I don't feel like this is a fit this show is in any way a fair representation of anybody's acting abilities. Except clearly this little girl's pe- that was so terrible they had to <laughs> dub her over with an adult.
1: Are you claiming line gems like the good guys are here is not something you can work with, Nick? As much amazing of an actor as I am, I'ma go with no.
0: By the way, all this like we'll
1: be your friends
0: is in response to them asking Maria why she turned off the hot water. And it's like, well, it was to get your guys a tension
2: maria just wants to watch the world burn (laughs) jesus
0: (laughs) apparently well at least the skin of the boys in the boys room well no she turned off the hot water fine freeze them she wants to watch the the boys freeze show up nipples That's what she's after. Trini's response to this is like, hey, why don't we get a big old picnic basket filled with food and go have a picnic in the park? And you know what? 12-year-olds just love picnics. They just love them. I just remember being 12, and I couldn't get enough picnics. Jesus Christ. So cut to Rita with her goons. So apparently the plan is... she just <laughs> fucking remembered these things existed, but the plan is to steal the ancient power eggs, surround the Power Rangers with them in
1: order to get them surrounded by an evil force that not even Zordon can stop. I mean, that's that's always been my excuse whenever you find expired eggs in my fridge. You know, it's it's not rotten; it's just uh, ancient power eggs
2: <laughs> to trap teenagers with attitude. <laughs> How'd You'd you... be
1: w- surprised how easy that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they find these eggs really easily in some fucking cave because Rita Goldar, Squat, and Babu just teleport into the the cave where they're kept. Yeah. They just yeah, yeah, like, oh, just, we're gonna yeah. go get just there, and then Rita realizes, I forgot. Only a child can open this box that's a hell of a thing to forget and because the <laughs> show needs to attempt humor when they first arrive squat's like oh this talk about eggs is making me hungry because he's the fat one because <laughs> he's the fat one yeah uh yeah because squat because he's you know the fat one who wants the eggs rushes up to the box where the eggs are contained like this wooden chest and gets zapped by something and that's when Rita's like oh yeah shit i need a kid for this
1: what a terrible fucking security system. <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> Went to the Dumbledore school of security.
2: Apparently, damn. Seriously, what the fuck? Yeah, so they need, like, an innocent, pure-of-heart child, so they pick fucking Maria, who just wants to watch the world burn? <laughs> <laughs> at some point, yes,
0: they will They will pick Maria. So they're back at the mood base, and Rita tells Finster that she needs a monster that's good at kidnapping children. <laughs> Remember this fact. <laughs> Remember this little fact, the specifications of this monster. <laughs> and she knows which monster she wants. She's apparently had this monster made for her before.
2: Yeah, my child nabbing monster. <laughs> the chunky chicken. The <laughs> chunky chicken. <laughs> what the
0: fuck (laughs) these are words that
2: that we're saying in the spirit of full transparency this monster's name is the reason we picked
0: this episode yes audience member we were on our group chat and John's like this episode has a chunky chicken in it. We are doing this, and and Billy modifies a VW Beetle.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that was. Jules and I were like
0: sold, and little did we know that that would be a horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the monster, this chunky chicken, is a basically a human-sized chicken with gardening shears. Yes,
0: yes, that is. <laughs> That Finster just happens to have a clay model ready to go for the Monster Matic. It's just, oh, well, I happen to have a chunky chicken right here. Let me put him in the Monstermatic for a couple seconds.
2: And by the way, Finster's sculpting abilities, if he didn't have one ready, you could have one in about four minutes. He doesn't even have sculpting tools. You just kind of mush it around with your hands like, eh, kind of looks like a bird. That'll work. Look, I have
0: the artistic talent of a dead cockroach, and even I could make a chunky chicken. Let's just, let's be honest here. Rita threatens to turn Finster into a sea
2: slug. If he fails. Very specifically, a sea slug. Things that she definitely knows about spending, you know, 10 millennia inside of a space dumpster. Unless she like she gets the National Geographic channel
0: on the moon. <laughs> her <laughs> 90s discovery channel back when it had actual stuff to learn. So Rita loves her new chunky chicken and uh, she proclaims that the Power Rangers are goners and looks into camera and sticks her tongue out.
2: <laughs> That's what friendship is all about
0: Yeah, while well, like side-hugging wow.
1: the Ow. chunky chicken
2: <laughs> These are things that were just said Side-hug your chunky chicken and stick your tongue out <laughs> If you know what he means So
0: now we're at a park for the picnic that 12-year-olds are definitely into
2: You can tell that Maria is absolutely into picnics Because her skirt and the picnic blanket are exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> The same material <laughs> They're both that shitty kind of red check slash plaid sort of thing that's at like cheap Italian restaurant
0: tablecloths. Oh, yeah, like Lady and the Tramp kind of tablecloth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Maria like is very appreciative that they're going to be her friends, you know, like she tries to connect with her. Or her dad tries to connect with her, but you know, there's definitely some things he doesn't understand. Kimberly
1: and Trini are her friends and she can always talk to them. Well, she says, um, you know, we'll listen. That's what friends are all about as opposed to, you know, walking away because your friend's talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are hard limits
0: to, to <laughs> how much you're obligated to listen to a friend.
2: Sorry. What was that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so kimberly then asks maria who the raddest boy in school is Ooh, oh this
1: fails the mechdel test doesn't it it's so so hard. <laughs> hard they could talk about anything in the entire world and it's boys but
0: Maria responds, "Gross! They're all dorks." And as someone who was a formerly a twelve-year-old boy, yeah, Maria, you, you you got it right there.
1: My note here is that, um, yeah, they're all dorks who will probably grow into intelligent and wealthy contributors to society. Then they'll make some questionable decisions and start a podcast together. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I forgot what I was talking
0: about. <laughs> Josie, you're doing okay, man. You want to talk about something? <laughs> and that's when the putty Patrolers attack them.
2: And Maria just looks confused.
0: <laughs> well, She's as you would, right?
2: She's not scared or freaked out or anything. She's just like, huh?
1: This is the production value of this show? <laughs> they got those outfits from Spirit Halloween, didn't they? <laughs> and this is actually quite a. Quite a fun fight secret, because I'm not sure why, but there was something a little unsettling about watching a very white girl, whose name starts with a K, kick an alien in the stomach in the park and yell, go back to where you came from. (laughs) I'm not saying that Karen and Kimberly are connected, but both their names do start with a K. If you put those two initials together, that's one
2: K short of a clan. (laughs) Coincidence? I think not. Let's also not forget that due to their entire gray nature, these are putties of color. <laughs> this is it's true. true.
0: Very true. Also, what the fuck are putties made of? Because every time in every episode Clay they turds. get, but when they ever, whenever they get hit, the sound effect sounds like a sledgehammer hitting an anvil. <laughs> like it's a very meta- hard metallic
2: sound. I heard of it more of like um. A sledgehammer hitting, like, a brick or or something like that, but yeah.
0: It sounds very hard, and I was always worried that they were going to, like, break their hands or something hitting them.
1: (laughs) I'm picturing a blacksmith in the background in a portable booth, and it's just like, why is it always near my stall where you guys have fights? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's Clang. really a coincidence that you're getting hit as
0: I'm molding <laughs> this medieval
2: armor over here. Uh, every time. We just get a wit pan over. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: despite Kimberly's best slow motion somersault kicks, uh, they kidnap Maria. <laughs> And hey, guys, so you remember how uh, Chunky Chicken was created for his child kidnapping abilities? <laughs>
2: yes, the thing that he is so good at, you can't even see him pull it off. He's that sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or uh, he just
0: doesn't appear here. He just doesn't help out. That's madness.
2: Clearly, Chunky Chicken stole Maria, and it's not something that we're simply told about. Uh <laughs> This episode is the goddamn definition of tell-don't-show. Oh, yeah. S- yes. So much does not happen on screen in this episode. Nope.
0: Now that Rita has the kid, uh, she sends Goldar and the others to go get the eggs. At the community center, uh, again, because this show has three sets. Well, two if you count the ones they actually built for the American show, because the moon base is what they took from the Japanese show.
2: Well, yeah, they have moon base, community center, and outdoors.
0: Yeah, Zach has ordered the Ernie special just for himself, which is just this massive plate of ice cream and whipped cream and bananas. It's a bowl of Betis. It's a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that was my favorite. It's Ernie's Betis bowl. Ernie's Betis bowl.
1: <laughs> it really looks like the most disgusting thing I've
0: ever it seen. It really in my is.
2: Life. And those bananas are coming out at a very uncomfortable angle. <laughs>
0: I must say, these are not s- banana split bananas. These are just full-on peeled bananas. But they're they're poking outward. No, some guys have a curve, John. Like some they're reaching so for
1: you. <laughs> That's where I put my bananas.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you moving at supersonic speeds? <laughs>
0: This dish of ice cream, like it is no joke, like two and a half feet in diameter, like it is fucking this thing massive, is fucking insane. Jason very rightly is like, "Are you seriously eating one of those by yourself?" And Zach's like, "Yep, nom 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 nom." But for for Billy and Jason, they're gonna split one, which even splitting one between two guys is insane. Like, I think the three of us would struggle to finish an Ernie special. Oh my god, I'd slip into a sugar
1: coma. I'd be hurling in the bathroom.
0: A verb monster is from Ben and Jerry's is small compared to this shit.
1: Like I might pick out a few banana slices and that's it.
0: Juice Bar, famous for their giant plates of ice cream and bananas.
1: (laughs) Right? What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck is this place, Ernie? I love how they they think that counts as juice. (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream is just frozen
0: cow juice. Cow juice. <laughs> From freshly squeezed cows. Freshly squeezed.
4: Oh, my oh.
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kimberly and tritty come in and explain everything about what happened, uh, but their communicators and teleporters aren't working. Oh,
1: no, so they can't reach Zordon. Is it just me, or when Kimberly says, you know, we were going to go after them, but, um, and then she sort of trails off, did you guys get just the feeling that the end of that sentence was, we need boys to do things?
2: I did not get that sense at all. My sense was more of, we were going to go after him, but she's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Like, she's a little much. Yeah, yeah. And yeah,
1: Kimberly comes up with another fantastic and wise line, you know. This is turning out to be more than a bad hair day. Your hair's fine.
2: Yeah, her hair's fine. What the Your fuck? hair's
1: fine,
0: Amy Jo Johnson. Your hair's fine. By the way, I absolutely had, like, a little young child crush on Kimberly. I thought she was she was purdy. Yeah, so the communicators and teleporters aren't worky, working, but Billy's like, hey, I've been working on something in the garage that I think can get us to the command center, so off they go to Billy's house. Here we go. The the Radbug. Yes, Yes, my.
1: Go, Radbug. Oh, my sweet baby Doctor Who tin can Jeebus. It is a Volkswagen Beetle with a subwoofer, spray-painted silver, and mixing dishes, also sprayed silver, on the top and sides. It is absolute (laughs) magic. This would be like calling it the lit
0: bug today. Like, this is hello, fellow kids, to the nth fucking degree. (laughs) Holy shit. A goddamn geriatric... Wrote this fucking episode.
1: And Billy says it does 0 to 3,000 2.8 seconds. And Zach says, I'm sold. And Zach, you are not sold. There, there is no yeah. way.
0: <laughs> no one questions this. So clearly, Zach wants to die? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you die if you accelerate that fast. <laughs> You just liquefy That's from nice. the inside. You just, you know, we know that we'll later learn that the the, the rad bug
2: has autopilot. So they just arrive at the fucking command sensor and they're all just goop. That's what the subwoofer on the front is for. It's an inertial dampener. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa, wait. All the power range is going full. A midnight race? <laughs> You're goddamn right, they
2: are. <laughs> We'll see what happens when they get stranded in the desert with coyotes just out of frame. Face <laughs> <Phase> coyotes.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, man. Go listen to our GI Joe episode if you like to get any of that.
1: If they'd done TIE Fighter sound effects for it flying through the air, it would have been so good. (laughs) it would have been perfect.
0: So yeah, nobody questions uh, the physics of the Rad Bug. They're all in. They all pile into the the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, By the way, designed in Nazi Germany. This is a Nazi design car. There's literally photos of Hitler looking at models of this thing. This thing fucking flies.
2: And goes invisible. First, it phases out of existence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the car that Ron Weasley stole. Yeah, but Ron Weasley didn't even put
2: a
0: subwoofer on his car. (laughs) Ron Weasley wishes he had a car this amazing. (laughs)
1: yeah this thing fucking flies because power rangers why not and the acting when the car lists just a little to the right (laughs)
0: honestly i think i could also blame the acting on the pay like if you're only getting paid sixty thousand dollars a year for like 90 episodes a year you're just like uh... you're getting
1: no authenticity (laughs) no that comes with another zero
2: yes at the very fucking least I love that Billy just apparently cuts the engine or something and it just drops in to the command center <laughs> yeah like
0: like the, 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 the chimney thing in the center of it bonkers
2: so they fall hundreds if not thousands of feet directly onto the floor of the command center and everyone's fine
1: it was the subwoofer that saved them
2: <laughs> so bad Oh so bad
1: okay so they plop right into
0: the command center and that's that <laughs> um kimberly and triddy tell zordon what
1: happened uh and of course he immediately knows that rita's going after the power eggs i think he says uh our old pal rita is at it again she kidnapped a 12 year old girl and my note
2: was that's what friendship is all about indeed <laughs> kidnapping 12 year old girls <laughs> And the Viewing Globe will answer all of your questions. Will it, though? No, it fucking doesn't. No, it (laughs) fucking doesn't. This this Viewing
1: Globe does backstory, not just, you know, current time events.
0: (laughs) It does. Okay. All right. I'm going to try and
1: explain the backstory of these power (laughs) eggs. And
0: audience, I'm not high. I swear to God, I'm not high (laughs) when I say these words. So Billions of years ago billions <laughs> ancient sorcerers called the morphing masters put a universal power into two power eggs they then put them in a chest and threw the chest into the sea believing that they're
4: out to sea.
0: <laughs> believing their
2: ancestors would protect the power eggs so they pulled a baby moses with the power eggs okay well it. no the actual
1: line is So in the hopes that they'd look down and protect them. How does throwing something in the sea make it more visible? I
2: don't know, man. How does throwing something into the sea make it wind up on a witch's pentagram altar in the middle of a cave? (laughs) Because fuck you, John. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Because reasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so it explains the security mechanism, which if you think about it, is a literal child lock. It is a lock that can be only unlocked by a child. Stupid virgin. So they need to go get the eggs and return them to the sea. (laughs) Because if Rita gets a hold of them, she'll become too powerful to stop. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it, guys. I quit the rest of this episode. I feel like I've done my fucking duty with that bullshit. So good luck.
2: You can't quit now. We're only halfway through it. (laughs) That's what friendship is
1: all about. <laughs> uh,
0: I need to go throw myself into the fucking
1: sea. <laughs> I just love the lines we, we somehow, by watching these kinds of things, these lines come out of Nick's mouth. It's the best thing in the entire world. It's like he's creating. And they creating... break fantastic.
2: me. It's they break me every time. <laughs> and that is what friendship is all
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally devastating your friends with terrible children shows from the 90s. Speaking of the cave uh, that the eggs eventually end up in, uh, Chunky Chicken is there, and he's actually doing something now. He apparently got Maria to open the egg box. She's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah,
2: this happened
0: off camera. Yeah, this happened. You know, while you weren't looking.
2: I seriously had to keep rewinding and stuff. I thought I missed something. <laughs> It's like, when did Maria open the chest? No, it's just open. But they came
0: walking into the room. Well, no, Chunky Chicken was there, and then Babu and Squat come walking into the room. But Maria's nowhere to be seen. No, she's not there. And we're not done with egg humor because like, oh, those eggs look to make me hungry. And like, he tries to grab them, but he gets smacked by Babu because, you know, we need to do more egg humor.
2: What and Ernie just need to hook up, man. That's all there is to it. <laughs> if,
1: if we have any pseudonyms for this podcast, Chunky Chicken, Babu, and Squat have to be on the <laughs> So despite needing Maria to open
0: the crate that the eggs are in babu closes the fucking crate as soon as he picks it up
2: well now it's outside of the protective circle you see
0: okay well whatever so why do they need to like you know run like i don't know run away like that kind of like running motion outside of the cave
1: when they could just beam back up to the moon base and be done with it
2: reasons Running gives
1: the illusion that the story is moving forward instead of just being
2: ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, And because they ran out of
0: flying car budget, they now have the car driving, the the rad bug,
1: and it's like, you know, luckily. They did not run out of flying penny (laughs) feathers.
0: They did not, as we will see just now. That's because that takes no budget whatsoever.
2: (laughs) But there's some wonderful voiceover to explain why they're driving because they'll be less visible with a ground approach. No, they won't. It's a white bug. Like it'll, it'll you know blend in more with the sky than
0: the fucking ground. Oh my god!
2: This fucking show.
0: So yeah, they catch up to the goons. Luckily, this this cave is like within driving distance of the command center as well.
2: Yeah. For some reason, Rita, who's got plans of world domination, repeatedly attacks the same small California town where the only people capable of stopping her are. Yeah, weird how that works out. You could have just made A few monsters and send them to different places on the planet? Divide and conquer? Yeah, they only apparently take a few seconds to cook in
0: the the monster-matic. I feel like you're you're half-assing this. Finster's got shelves of this shit just there. Anyways, they catch up to the goons, so it's morphin' time, motherfucker. Keep morphin', morphin', morphin'. (laughs) Oh, uh, we're going to write that song. Okay, so they do their morphing. Then they form a human pyramid, fire their laser guns at each other. <laughs> yes. So they cross the streams. Yes, so their powers combine. The yes.
1: They point their guns at each other and blow each other's heads off. It's a really dark <laughs> ending. I love it. Oh,
2: <laughs> we could only be so lucky. <laughs>
0: And the beams coming together creates some like weird geometric shape thingy that expands outwards towards the monsters and explodes around them. Hang on, I need to go lie down. I got dizzy saying that fucking shit. <laughs> also Chunky Chicken's not with them.
2: It's Goldar squatting Babu now, somehow.
0: And also, the power of this geometric expanding thing explosion knocks the chest into the ocean, which is definitely nearby. Don't go rewind this episode and see where they actually are.
2: God damn, again, I had to watch this thing like five fucking times. It made no sense. And then Rita
1: chases off to them. <laughs> Yes, while they're fighting. No, it's now. Rita Mm -hmm. chases after them with a penny feather. A penny fucking
2: farthing. Oh my God, (laughs) this hurts so much. But she's like skimming treetops with this thing. What the fuck? Fuck is this?
0: I love it. So at the command center, Zordon and Alpha have discovered that Chunky Chicken, Rita and Co. have Maria tied up at the old factory. You know the one. (laughs) Quick question: What the fuck is Maria hanging from? Like the sky? Gun to my head, John. I could not answer that question.
2: Rita and co are on the rusty fire escape outside of the building, and Chunky Chicken is flying with his giant set of clippers to cut a <laughs> rope that now Asian
0: Maria is hanging from. Yeah, definitely don't look at this child who's suspended too closely.
2: But she's suspended from nothing,
0: from goddamn nothing. <laughs> So apparently now the Power Rangers communicators are working. So guys, like, let's say you're in this situation, right? You know, you're a Power Ranger and you got a child hostage situation. What is the best course of action? Uh, To get David Hasselhoff. Um, Shoot each other with our guns. Sorry, guys, you are both incorrect. It is called giant robots into (laughs) into action. (laughs) (laughs) You know what de-escalates a hostage situation? Giant fighting robots.
1: yeah. Because the rules. I mean, I I seriously think we have to get in touch with uh, SWAT because there's a new negotiation tactic. (laughs) Yes.
4: (laughs) Got to get Boston Dynamics
2: on the case. Bring in the tank. (laughs) Hey, as long as it has a super rad stereo system, I (laughs) see no problem. (laughs) Call it the rad tank.
0: And oh my god, so because we don't get the awesome theme song for this summoning of the Zords, we get to hear their shitty, shitty sounds that they make. Like the T-Rex sounds like a dying elephant. They all sound like various <laughs> dying African animals, but yeah.
1: I like to think the sound effects department killed a bunch of African animals. <laughs> Why do you like to think these sort of Actually, things? No, I don't saying. like... I am picturing. <laughs> you said it. We have it at my will. And that's what friendship's all about.
0: So chunky chicken cuts the rope that's attached to something we don't know. But they go straight into making Megazord, right? They don't right? By the way... Yeah. yeah. So Megazord catches definitely not a little Japanese girl. Please don't look too closely.
2: Oh, but this cutting of the rope sequence is
0: amazing. Because they're cutting between, like, the Japanese footage and clearly the girl they got to play, American Maria, on a soundstage with just generic gray backdrop. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's so and bad. It's one of those things where like the strands of the rope break one at a time as the rope does. gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah. And it keeps cutting to Rita who's doing like the little clippy scissor motions with her fingers. <laughs> and she's ser- she's giving like some serious side eye at the same time. She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Kill that child. And then Trini threatens from inside the cockpit of the Megazord? Like, don't you cut that rope one more time or some weird shit like that? (laughs) Yeah, apparently
0: Rita can hear that. Just
2: like, ah, whatever, Power Rangers.
0: Yeah, uh, Megazord catches, definitely not a Japanese girl. Uh, And then in retaliation, Rita makes just Chunky Chicken, not any of her other goons. Just Chunky Chicken. Makes him grow. Not Goldar, not Squad but Babu, you know, for superiority of numbers, just chunky chicken.
2: Well, I mean, she can only use enlarge once per long rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only when you get to level 14 can you recharge on a short rest. So apparently, you can just remote call the rad bug. Yeah, you don't even have to drive this fucking thing.
2: It's amazing.
0: Yeah, so, you know, Megazord puts down Maria, who gets into the passenger seat, and Radbug drives away.
2: Jesus Christ. This Megazord hand, by the way. Oh my oh, God. It's fantastic. Inflation. Yeah, because we cut away from
0: like obviously a dude in a suit to like whatever giant paper mache
1: hand they made <laughs> for the exterior shot. This giant paper mache hand—it looks like inflated rubber. That's the It Looks weird. It, it's a whack it hand. It is so weird. Jesus. And the hand just sort of lingers on the ground for a while, and then <laughs> while the bug is driving away, and then it cuts back to the robot ready for action, not even crouched down.
2: And the. Epic fight against Chunky Chicken takes
0: off here. Oh my god! Uh, so my note here is yeah. So now we watch Megazord find a giant chicken with scissors and a red hat. This is a sentence I've said again. I'm just loving the
2: sentences. God, <laughs> I love that Chunky Chicken's scissors are ineffectual as a weapon, but very great at cutting open rifts in space.
0: Right? Yeah, it just cuts into space time to teleport behind Megazord and get a sneak attack in. <laughs> but he only uses it once because if he used it more that would just be you know unfair and so they call down the power sword to fight chunky chicken and just kind of waves it at him i don't think they even hit chunky chicken and that is enough to defeat chunky chicken
2: whenever they power it up yeah it never actually hits him Back at the moon base,
0: Rita's chewing out her goons for sucking. Goldar tries to blame Finster for making a lame monster, even though Rita expressly ordered it. In a manner where she knew exactly what she was ordering, like she has made chunky chickens in the past. right? You know, Squat and Babu have nothing to say for themselves, and Rita yells at them to get her an aspirin because she's got a headache.
2: Again? Damn.
0: Yeah, I know how you feel, Rita. I've been watching the show, too. (laughs) (laughs) So at the community center, Ernie and the youths are watching a...
1: A news report about the Power Rangers? Yes! The new band, Ernie and the Youths.
0: Oh my god. So yeah, so apparently the existence of the Power Rangers is known to the world, as is Rita Repulse's existence.
2: Evidently so, sure.
0: Yeah, the military never gets involved with any of this shit, because that would be expensive to put on film. So, uh, they're interviewing Maria in this newscast, uh, and apparently she's the most popular kid in school because she got kidnapped by a chunky chicken. Just like real life. Yay. Hey, guys, so you know how Bulk and Skull have been a part of this story, you know, at all? Integral, <laughs> yes. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, so, apparently... You wouldn't stop talking about it. So, again, because the business model of this alleged juice bar is... Fucking insane? Insane. Ernie has made a giant bowl of veggie chili just because.
2: Yep. It's his famous special chili, and it just got finished, and so you know what that means... Everybody gets it for free. Yeah, it's on the house.
0: So instead of doing the logical thing, you know, putting the bowl of chili on the juice bar counter and having everybody line up and get their chili in a in a orderly fashion, Kimberly decides she's just going to raise the bowl of chili above her head and walk through this crowd of teenagers who really want some fucking chili. It slips out of her hands and crashes into Bulk, who is talking to a girl who is way the fuck too hot for him. <laughs> like she is an eight or nine and he is a negative seven and he's like got her attention it's all about confidence which he has in spades despite he does have being,
2: confidence in spades yeah yeah he is a sentient dunning kruger effect yeah he's got confidence but no competence there you go he does have a very properly portioned ice cream sundae, though.
0: Right, not the fucking Ernie special. He gets a regular person ice cream sundae.
2: And for some reason, Skull just has a salt shaker. Like, was he gonna salt the sundae? <laughs> he's just standing against a wall by himself. By the way, it
0: feels yeah, like they cut not this sitting in at later. The
2: table with Bulk and this girl. No. Yeah, he's no, just no, no, no. holding a
0: salt shaker just so that. I guess you associate him with the cafeteria. Who the
2: fuck knows? PhD level intellect right there. Who knows why he does the things he does.
1: At some point, and I'm not going to tell you when, I am just going to randomly show up leaning with a salt shaker somewhere and you guys are going to have to figure out why. I think we're going to figure it out very fast, but thanks for the heads up.
2: It'll be right after
0: my chili shower. (laughs) <laughs> Kimberly says, Sorry, Bulk, that chili was supposed to be on the house, not on you. And then everyone laughed.
2: Uh, Except, no, really, everyone did. Yeah. yeah. Super I, I, awkward. Actually,
1: I rarely speak out loud when I watch TV shows these days, but I yelled, Shut up at the screen right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Bulk doused in chili is our freeze frame ending? Why the fuck not? What the fuck? Like they just didn't mock the bullies this episode? They're like shit, we just gotta get this in. They didn't even
1: do anything this episode. Like exactly. it was just cruel for the sake of being cruel. For fucking runtime. This show needed a Guida.
2: Like, are they contractually obligated to be in every single episode and they were just forgotten about? By the way, I absolutely highly agree with you, Jules. (laughs) Guido makes everything better. Kick Ernie's ass out. Get Guido running the juice bar, man. (laughs) That place is going to be efficient as fuck. Just promise that you'll make
0: him a lifeguard and he will run the fuck out of that place. Go watch our Baywatch episodes if you'd like to get these
2: jokes. He'll be stimulating the youth's erogenous (laughs) sons (laughs) (laughs) all the way from the shoulder to the elbow. It's okay. The youths are at least 30.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are. Yeah, these are youths if your basis of comparison is Methuselah. So that was Power Rangers. But before we go, as millennials, we know that every movie and TV show has a moral, even this fucking thing. Uh,
1: So Jules... What did you learn today, if anything? That I can get diabetes from watching a TV show from the 90s.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my blood sugar spiked (laughs) in that scene as well. And John, how about you? I learned that saber-toothed cats and mastodons are dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the lesser-known facts in paleontology, for sure. And I learned how to kidnap teens, make them play dress-up, and do my bidding. (laughs) Wow. Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm only going to use my powers for good. I promise. (laughs) And before we go, we do, of course, need to tell you what we're doing next time. So, John, what do the folks at home have to look forward to?
2: We're getting into the holiday spirit, which means Nick's not gonna let me pick after the shit I put in through last year. <laughs> Fuck, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I missed that one. So we're going with his original choice of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. And you got a
0: festive review to get everybody in the spirit of the season? I have a middling
2: review for a middling movie. <laughs> Suck it to us. Watch for the Mrs. Doubtfire Syndrome. In Santa Dragon padded for laughs, Scott demonstrates how to be a more sensitive, more funny parent than boring old mom.
1: <laughs> oh, that is a sad, strange little review. And it has my pity. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
3: well played, sir. <laughs>
0: And that's our show. If you'd like to please subscribe. If you'd love to please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, we'd appreciate it if you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can to help others find us. Also, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Links to all of that are in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind.